Welcome back to Three Decades of Tragedy, a history of the Thirty Years' War. No announcements to make, so let's get started. Last week, I talked about the Battle of Wimfen and the disastrous loss at Wimfen. And this week, we will continue on the trend of following Tilly's campaign against the Paladins. With Friedrich's loss at Wimfen, Mansfield had crossed the Rhine to chase off Archduke Leopold's forces, who was one of the Imperial commanders. On the Paladin front, Duke Christian was able to approach Mansfield's forces but he was forced to travel through lands secretly loyal to the Habsburgs, which delayed his progress. They didn't necessarily directly attack him or damage him, but they wouldn't give him supplies, just general stuff that slowed down his progress. By early June, however, Mansfield had arrived and had forced that territory to allow Christian to join him. The Spanish that helped Tilly at Wimfen were called back to the western side of the Rhine, but soon afterwards, more Spanish joined Tilly, giving him around 30,000 men. He also was joined by forces that had been shadowing Christian's forces as they advanced, helping add up to the total of 30,000. Tilly had effectively cut off Mansfield's ability to move north, and he had advanced past Frankfurt in order to take on Christian's forces before he could join Mansfield's. He caught him around the crossing at Hotz on June 22nd. Christian was reinforced by Mansfield field with around 5,000 men, but it didn't turn out to be as useful as he hoped. He was still at number 2 to 1 compared to Tilly's forces. Tilly, learning from last time, was much more prepared and had much more success on his front. He isolated around 2,000 infantry that had been placed to delay him, and instead of fighting them, he relied on panic and them sort of getting surrounded to defeat them rather than a normal battle. Remember, he lost around 1,800 men or so in the last one, which wasn't much, but was still more men than was needed. By the time he reached, he reached the the crossing and the bridge at that crossing, the chaos was setting in the same as the last time. The bridge holding the troops of the Paladins collapsed only after about 3,000 men had gone over it, leaving wagons behind, men drowning in the river, and a lot of men on the other side. Christians sent his cavalry and other men to try to cross the river to hold off the Imperial forces, but many drowned as they tried to cross the river. Adding on to this was the fact a League Cavalry Regiment was sent to not attack, but position themselves in a threatening position to do psychological damage and morale damage to the Paladins, which worked as it created more chaos and more disorder. So effectively, there was chaos and there was no real way to reorganize this army that was crossing the river. And by 10 p.m., the nearby castle had fallen to Tilly. The ultimate result of what you'd call the Battle of Hots, probably saying that wrong, but I'm learning that trying to pronounce German and Czech and other words in this war get fun. But back on topic, the cost of this battle was around a third of Christian troops were dead, which was around 3,000, along with 2,000 of Mansfield's troops who helped hold off the attack as a rearguard action. A good part of the baggage train was also lost, which held supplies that were needed for the war. And in a worst-case scenario for the Paladins, Tilly was able to repair the bridge the next day and continue his pursuit as the Paladins retreated. Honestly... The battle at this point was kind of inevitable. Tilly had shown himself to be a good commander, and the Paladins were already starting to collapse and lose morale and funding and any, everything you need to maintain a war. Sure, they had men and such, but Tilly had veteran troops, he had much more backing, and he was less worried about his position compared to the Paladins, who were always on a more tenuous position. They didn't have solid backing from anybody. Effectively, this battle was a death knell of the Paladin cause. Friedrich, the guy from last week had already expanded its troops by June 22nd and was negotiating peace and a pardon. Mansfield and Christian were forced to retreat to Hagnau Hagnau, by July 1622, and Frederick, the king of Bohemia, or former king of Bohemia, 
was convinced by King James to drop the Mansfield contract based on his reputation and his cost and just trying to see if he could pull him out of the war, which probably not, but at least with attempts. Tilly then sent one of his commanders to chase Mansfield, while he captured Heidelberg and Mannheim by November, meaning Maximilian was now in charge of Lower Palatine on the eastern side of the Rhine. Maximilian then put a man called Heinrich von Metternich as a governor. If you know the name Metternich, I don't know if he's necessarily related to him, but Metternich was the Austrian prime minister, or foreign minister, or something like that, during the post-Napoleonic era. Following their retreat to Hagnau, Mansfield and Christian took the loot they had and then traveled through neutral Lorraine and then to Sedan. Mansfield and Christian got a contact with the Dutch, but they were ordered to help the seizure of Bergen op Zoom. But the problem is they had to march through Spanish territory and they were down to only 6,000 cavalry and 8,000 infantry, along with some guns. The problem is those men were very loosely controlled and could mutiny at any time. Eventually, they got into the battle with the Spanish commander Cordoba at Flores, which was somewhat successful, and it did allow the, the Protestants to push through to Bergen. However, they lost most of their infantry and artillery, but their cavalry did get through. After the battle, Christian was forced to have his arm amputated, which he made a medal that translated to, I've still got the other one. This battle was hailed as a victory for the paladins, but it did not help the siege, which was been in October by the Dutch. So, once again, the paladins were not put in a good position. They were blind on the Dutch, they just didn't have a lot of backing, and they had lost a lot of their men. What started as a potential threat to the Empire was slowly being whittled away. Well, slowly meaning a couple battles crushing them, but you know what I mean. The Dutch then sent Mansfield to East Frisia in order to get him out of their hair and reduce the cost of supporting him due to foisting the cost of maintaining his army on the locals there. They also sent him there to keep Count Enno III from conspiring against the Dutch. A group of armed men in your area usually can keep someone from actively conspiring. Mansfield moved into East Frisia with, with around 6,000 men and was secured and was secured by the natural defenses of that area. Unfortunately for the Dutch and the locals, Mansfield used the tax registrar of the area in order to begin plundering the area trade for himself. This interrupted the trade boom that had been going on there for a while, which in turn created more refugees for the cities and, and the countryside. So like I mentioned on his part in the Paladins episode, his reputation was well-earned for a reason, even if it was more complex than just that. Christian then joined him temporarily with 7,000 men, but by that point the two had had a major falling out, so Christian then moved to Lower Saxony. On the Habsburg front, Frankenthal was surrendered to Ferdinand during peace talks with England in hopes that they would ensure Frederick might get better terms. Unfortunately, with Mansfield still as a potential threat to the Empire, Ferdinand felt no urge to give him better terms. He wanted Frederick to surrender on Ferdinand's terms, effectively, as it was draining politically and monetarily. Both the Catholic League and Ferdinand also showed no intentions of reducing forces or trying to demobilize. Mansfield was then sponsored by France to fight against Spain and was sent mon money and men, bolstering his number to 20,000 which put him in a much better position. I will cover France's complex relationship in this war later on, but for now, let's just say France was not a big fan of the Habsburgs. Ducrishan was then hired by his brother in order to, in an effort to make look like he maintained neutrality in Lower Saxony, seeing that they were afraid that his relationship with Denmark could cause larger problems. Christian's forces grew to around 21,000, but Johann George, the elector of Saxony, moved to stop him from moving further east, fearing general that, that many men around and also trying to contain him. 
Ferdinand actually offered pardons and the ability to keep their lands to Mansfield and Christian if they disbanded their forces in February 1623, which was a generous offer, but it was rejected as dishonorable by both of them. Tilly saw that the peace talks were going nowhere, so he, so he gathered around 17,000 troops to move into Saxony to take on Christian. He was also joined by around 8,000 Bohemian troops, and by June 1623, he was on the frontier of Lower Saxony. Ferdinand assisted Tilly by sending an ultimatum to Lower Saxony that if war came there because of Christian, Lower Saxony would assist Tilly. And that came to be because Christian was already skirmishing against imperial forces in this time, which allowed Tilly to intervene. Christian tried to look for support from the Dutch in Mansfield, but he found no active support or major support at this point. But he still tried to take a more circuitous route to join Mansfield. Tilly, knowing that he probably was headed towards the Dutch border, or at least Dutch territory, took a more direct route, and at one point, he was only a couple hours behind him by August 4th. Tilly, at this point, possessed around 5,000 cavalry, 15,000 infantry, and 14 guns. By August 4th, Christian was only around 50 kilometers away from Dutch garrisons. He left behind a rear guard in order to try to delay Tilly's forces, who engaged Tilly at Horstmar, but they were quickly dealt with, and Christian was forced to camp at Stronfield across the Vecta River. By early next morning, that position was abandoned, which meant that his men had not gotten much sleep, so they were unable to rest, meaning they were just exhausted. He left behind a 500-strong cavalry unit as a rear guard, but unfortunately for him, that unit forgot to destroy the bridges at the crossing, meaning that Tilly could easily cross and continue his pursuit, which I remind you was only like 30 minutes to a couple hours behind him. During a rearguard defense, Christian was forced to send around 500 musketeers to help extract the cavalry out of that, which was successful, but it was not a good sign that, due to the fact that they could not hold them back. He repositioned himself near a Hauser A, where he had a more significant rearguard of 2,000 musketeers and around two guns. This gave him time to try to collect his baggage train, but the problem is the hot weather had made travel across anything but the Statlon Bridge or to the east impossible due to just sticky mud and just general, and generally trying to cross marshy territory in hot summer weather. By this point, Christian was down to around 15,000 men and six guns, and most of those men were either raw recruits, had no weapons, and the morale was already at an all-time low. His rearguard then fell, which then forced Christian to make a last stand at Wolner Landwehr, which was the boundary between the village of Wolner and Statlon. Christian positioned his most reliable forces in his center, and his left was his left was deployed in the Lobner Brunch, which was a dried marsh at the time due to the heat, and on his right was positioned in the Leisner Woods in the Lepping Stream, which created a funnel for his forces, which meant Tilly had more room to deploy his forces to Christian's north. The battle began on August 6th at 2 p.m., which, if you're a Catholic, is the Feast of Transfiguration, which was seen as a good omen by the Catholics. Artillery then began to unsettle the line, and heavy assaults across the entire front all but routed the army. The veteran forces of Tilly easily caused the Paladin army to disintegrate as it was pushed back to Statlon. And in many cases, new recruits tried to beg for mercy, but forces like the Croats and the Cossacks didn't stop killing surrendering troops until the next day. Casualties on the Imperial side were around 1,000, which included Tilly's nephew, and around 6,000 dead and 4,000 captured on the Protestant side. Christian actually managed to escape with a good amount of the money that he had, but the rest of the wagon train was captured by the Imperials. 1,000 captured men actually tried to re-enlist with Tilly, but they deserted after they realized that Tilly asked for more discipline than they were used to. I guess they were really just kind of lazy and didn't actually want to be good soldiers. 
The rest of the prisoners were actually treated bad enough that the clergy and local inhabitants had to organize relief for them, and they were eventually released under the promise that they wouldn't fight again. For those of you who, I guess, don't know this time period, for a lot of human history, that was actually a fairly common thing, where well, the common soldiers, if they couldn't be sold into slavery or something like that, would be told, if you promise not to fight, we'll let you go. It was very hard to hold thousands and thousands of prisoners. It was unrealistic to try to expect that. Granted, it relied on the honor system, and a lot of men would re-enlist, but the other part of that was you would be effectively executed if they caught you again. So some men listened to it, some men didn't. It was just a common practice. Around 60 senior officers were taken to Ferdinand as prisoners, which meant that Christian had a hard time recruiting for new army, seeing as they were essential to gathering troops. With the surviving 5,000 men he had left, he entered Dutch service for around 10 weeks, or a little over 3 months, and he even blamed his defeat on, on one of the senior officers of the rearguard, who went by the name Baron Kenny Fosen. I probably said that wrong. I, I'm not, I'm not going to try for that one. So my opinion on the battle is... It was kind of inevitable. Tilly had pushed these men to exhaustion. The morale was bad. And Tilly probably was better supplied and his troops were much more motivated. So it was kind of inevitable. I mean, I can't say much. He outnumbered him. He outgunned him. He had better troops. I, there's not much to say. Now, reading up, I have a lot of respect for Tilly. Yes, he was fighting some weaker people in terms of commanders but the fact is he showed a lot of skill in maneuvering and maintaining morale and fighting against the enemy and Tilly will be a feared enemy among the protestants for a long while up until probably Gustavus Adolphus shows up so he earned his reputation Christian was someone who I think didn't realize the exact extent he was fighting for and didn't realize the problems he had to face fighting it. He was, as far as I can tell, on the younger side, so more devoted to the cause, but didn't realize the cost of it would be, or really the odds that he was facing. He effectively won't be that major of a fact after this point, and I'll mention him in, in upcoming episodes. This really was the last battle where the paladins fought. The fighting isn't over. You still have several countries that still need to join in the war, but effectively, at this point, the Bohemian Revolt was done. Legally, it was basically done before this, but now all the enemies that fought for that revolt were either negotiated into peace or were defeated. The Habsburgs had won for now. I want to thank you for listening in. Next time, we wrap up with the mopping up of the Protestant Paladins and start covering the attempts by the Habsburgs to stabilize the country dynastically and religiously. My social media links will be in the description box or at the locations themselves if you use those instead. You can email me at 3decot at gmail.com or use the contact me form on my website. Reminder, I have a Patreon if you wish to support me, and I'll see you guys next time.